Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everett, and I'm the founder and president of Excelius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Our goal is to connect you with real people with real stories on how they think about bravery in the workplace and examples of how they have demonstrated bravery in the workplace, all with the goal of helping you do the same. I hope you have listened to our past podcast conversations. And if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. I'm really excited about our guest today. His name is Hitesh Chowda, and he's the Vice President, Global IT Service Delivery and Telecommunications. Hello, Hitesh. Hey, Ed. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Thanks. And before we get started, Ed, I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak. And more importantly, hearty congrats to you on starting the Be Brave at Work podcast. Listen to the previous speakers are truly inspiration. So I hope I can follow suit as well. I have no doubt you will. I have no doubt you will. So I appreciate that feedback. And I want to share with folks something that you've done that I think is highly innovative and creative. And in our past conversation about joining the podcast, you had suggested to me that you interview me and that we flip the seats and that you be the host and that I'd be the guest. And I just thought that was incredibly creative and innovative. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's important to to hear, you know, how you've dealt with bravery and, and, and you know, with your you know vast experience. You know, I'm sure the, int- uh, the, uh, the listeners will be extremely interested to, to see that. So hopefully we can bring that to fruition. I think so. I, well, we will. So it's not a hope, but a, <laughs> Let's will. make it happen. <laughs> Let's make it happen. But yeah, when I think back on my corporate career, I spent 25 years in corporate America. I've now worked with leaders of all industries and levels for the last 12 years. And I'm a person, I'm a human. And I've had moments where I have avoided things because I didn't have the courage and bravery to do it. And then there have been moments where I found the bravery and courage to to do and say the right thing. So I, I hope that in your interviewing of me that people can learn as much from me as they learn from folks like yourself. I'm sure it'd be great. I'm looking forward to it. Terrific. So Hitesh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you. So uh, my name is Hitesh Chowder, and I learned pretty quickly it's the worst last name to have in the Boston area. Uh, <laughs> and it's not spelled the same, but it certainly sounds the same. Uh, I'm the VP of Global IT Service Delivery and Telecommunications uh, here at Charles River Associates. Uh, CRA has been around for more than 50 plus years and is a leading global consulting firm that provides independent economic and financial analysis of litigation matters, guides businesses through critical strategy and operational issues, um, and you know to become more uh, to help them become more profitable. We advise governments and regulatory um, agencies on the economic impact of policies and regulation. So we you know work with a lot of smart people um, uh, that certainly keep us on our toes as well. And I started with CRA, um, as you can tell from the accent, um, uh, in, in the UK, where I was born and raised, and, um, and back in 2000 in our London office, and um, helped uh, you know, build up our European Asia-Pac sort of um, operations. 
and then um, was presented with the opportunity to uh, transfer to our head office in Boston, Massachusetts in 2010. Great. Well, welcome to the Boston Marketplace. I hope you're enjoying it as much as you enjoyed overseas. Oh, yes. It's, it's certainly been great. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it is New England for a reason. We've certainly called it home. Uh, I have a young family, so, uh, and they've, they've settled in rather well as well. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely home to us now. Uh, well, great. Well, great. Well, welcome again. And I'm not attempting to steal your story, but I have to believe that when you look at the clients that you work with, their levels, their challenges, and their opportunities, you must stumble across examples of either the existence of bravery or an absence of bravery amongst other behaviors. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it, there, there are a few words that, that come to, to that, and I'm kind of preempting being asked this, is that, you know, um, you know, the words like vulnerable and being transparent, courage, um, and leading by example. And one of the things that I have done and that you'll uh, share with you is um, building a safe place um, for my team and my colleagues and peers um, that, you know, that they are allowed to make mistakes and and learn from that and grow. You know, we hear a lot from guests about this concept of building a safe place. One of our future podcast guests is going to be Amy Edmondson, who's written a book called The Fearless Organization. Mm -hmm. And in that book, she focuses on and her research has been on psychological safety. And, you know, I'd love to hear just a little bit about, you know, how are you doing that? So if you recognize as a leader, which is critical, that there needs to be a safe place for people to interact, what do you do to do that, that others can learn from or might not be doing on their own? And you know, it's um, for me. It's it's being vulnerable and allowing my team to show that I am, you know, I, I'm allowed to, you know, I will make mistakes and how I learn from that, and and encouraging them to try something, you know, but giving them the full picture of the importance of what they're doing and the impact of, you know, of what they're making and how they're making it, um, and allowing to try things uh, that will help our colleagues and peers and ultimately our external clients at CRA, you know, more productive. Um, so, you know, I do lead by example um, and I have openly, and I'll, I'll share this in my, um, in my story with you guys um, on how I've done that with them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's leading by example. And I love that because, uh, you know, so often, leaders make a uh, mistake where they expect people to behave in a certain way but don't do it themselves and as we typically believe in especially corporate organizations you know people want to be like their boss or act like their boss in order to feel that they can connect with them closer so it has to start with you and if you're going to expect others to admit mistakes or say that something they did could not have been uh, was not done as well as it could have been and could have been done differently uh, it has to start with you as the leader demonstrating it so that people are more comfortable doing it. Is that you yeah. know, what you're saying? Absolutely. And, you know, I've, I've had that experience where I've tried to, you know, in, in, you know, in my, you know, um, as I started my career, you know, I wanted to, to make a difference. And, you know, I, and when it didn't work out, the response I got, it wasn't the most, um, you know, welcoming that allowed me to, to try anything again um and that's something that 
I wanted to, you know, I made a promise to myself that when I do manage a team, I wanted to make sure that, you know, they had that safe zone where they can, you know, be themselves. And that's where, you know, sharing that with the team um, and leading, you know, by the example, uh, it has helped to, you know, for me to grow. Um, and I'm, I'm pleased to say that I have a, a fantastic team that I, I rely on and that I regard as, as you know, uh, a friend outside of the workplace as well. You know, we're, we're a closely knit, you know, CRA family. And that kind of runs through the, the team. Well, fantastic behavior, Hitesh, that you're demonstrating. And I focus on that word demonstrating because leaders need to demonstrate certain behaviors that they expect from others. I'm a big, big believer that if you want to see change in other people, you have to start with yourself. You can't just expect everybody else to change and you not change, right? So I think that's fantastic that you're demonstrating the ability to build a safe place. And, you know, this other key concept that I think is fantastic, which is leading by example. And that applies to many things beyond what we're going to talk about today. But, uh, you know, if, in fact, you want people to behave in a certain way, you have to act that way as well. And if you do... The likelihood of them following you or honoring it is just so much greater. I appreciate that. Thank you, Ed. You're welcome. So those are probably some of the words or phrases that you think of when you think about bravery. Were there any others? No, I think that's it. I think I covered those. Um... Okay, great. And how about your story, Hitesh? When you think a little bit back on your career or some of the experiences that you've had, uh, is there a story that you'd love to share with our listeners that Absolutely. Yeah, so there's one that kind of sticks uh, through and has kind of resonated with me, um, you know, um, and before I, you know, share my journey with you and your listeners, you know, I'd like to preface that, you know, I managed to surround myself with people who I'm proud to call my mentors, you know, people who I can confide in uh, to guide me. And they're not the people that, you know, they're a varied uh, bunch of folks, you know, they're the most senior people in our organization um, that, you know, um, you know, and as well as, you know, junior staff as well that are, uh, are actually, um, uh, you know, just recently joined us as well that I, I learned from. And, you know, it's things like that I, I appreciate more and, you know, take, you know, I'll never take for granted. But, um so my journey or my story that I'd like to share with you guys is um, um, is uh, about 2009, April 2009, my family and I were vacationing in Disney World in Florida, etc. And my wife and I have always loved, um, you know, being in the U.S. and that we've had, um, you know, great experience here. We love the service, etc. And we kind of put it out there that we had a five-year plan to, to move to the U.S. And... Um, uh, now you know uh, amongst the, all of this, we were in a um, an economic downturn, and CRA, you know, we're obviously reacting to that as well. And and we, you know, we unfortunately were making uh, going through redundancies, etc. Um, so when we got back, you know, this this five year plan was always in the back of my mind. Um, so I happened to share with my colleague that this is what we, you know, what we were planning on doing. And his advice was like, listen, keep your head down. It's, a, you know, we're in survival mode, etc. cetera. Uh, you know, so uh, however it happens, you know, you might want to put it on the back burner. So I thought fair enough. Um, he happened to talk to the then CIO um, saying that, you know, Hitesh is interested in moving to the U.S., etc. cetera. And I, unbeknownst to me that that had happened. So we happened to be on a global, you know, IT team meeting. And at the end of this call, 
um, the, the CIO turns around and, you know, the whole, my, my peers were on there, um, my colleagues were on there, etc. And they're sitting there and, you know, he turns around and goes, Tesh, I'm going to be in the UK next week. Uh, can we meet, please? So naturally, you know, I thought, uh-oh, my goose is cut. You know, <laughs> what's going to happen? You know, what have I done? You know, uh, so, you know, naturally the panic had had, uh, had set in. So next week comes along uh, and, you know, I nervously approached him saying, hey, um, you know, I understand you wanted to speak to me. Is there anything I need to be worried about? You know, I appreciate you doing your job and et cetera. And, you know, he started off with saying, you know, I think it's time that we, we reorganize the IT team. And I was like, and here it is. And, um, you know, and, and by surprise, he's like, listen, I think there's an opportunity uh, for you to, to move to North America and manage um, the service delivery team. Uh, and obviously, you know, I, I was taken back by that and, you know, asked the, the, the specific questions, et cetera, on why, who, what, where, where. And, um, you know, and it was a good conversation. Now, I realized, you know, that, with my wife and I just made this commitment. So, you know, we went home that evening and, and I spoke to my wife. And before I even finished the sentence, she's like, listen, it's a great opportunity. We should do it. So seven months later, I had a new contract. We had our visa. We started to book our flights, etc. And it was that that pinnacle time that my um, that it dawned on me that um, I'm going from an individual individual contributor role to now managing a team. And, you know, had I had never managed anyone before. Uh, we were in, you know, just a time of uncertainty. You know, and what, you know, how was I going to do this? And, you know, should I be flagging this? You know, um, will this jeopardize my opportunity? You know, what am I going to do if I fail? All these sort of thoughts started entering my mind. So, you know, I decided to, you know, pluck, uh, pluck up the courage uh, to speak to the CIO and said, hey, I'm sure you're aware of this, right? But it's a, you know, I, you know, just want to make it clear that I've never managed someone, and I'm not joking. This call was I was expecting to to get sort of guidance, and the response I got, you'll be fine, we'll take care of it, right? So I was like, okay. So January 2010, I landed at Logan Airport, and I started the, my uh, the new chapter of my life. So, um, you know, I spent the first couple of months, you know, meeting with the team on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And, um, you know, and it was, it, we were so disconnected, we were fractured, we were, you know, we were dysfunctional, uh, motivation was low, etc. And I, you know, initially, you know, I, I called upon those, those relationships that I'd built as I, you know, before I started this, you know, um, and asking for advice and guidance. And, um, you know, some of the responses I got was like, listen, maybe it's time for you to make this change. You know, if you find that you're not getting the best out of this team, maybe they're not, you know, they, they should look for opportunities elsewhere. And there's a gut feeling that I got that went against that grain. And um, I had to be upfront with the team. We're going to pause in our conversation with Hitesh Chowda as he talks about his story moving from individual contributor to team leader and continue our conversation next week. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week, and we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also welcome you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on CastBox, Overcast, Apple, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google, Spotify, Pandora. We are everywhere. 
Do you have something to say yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.